Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the Page Page. Um, welcome back to Oh By The Way Pod and I'm joined today by a very special guest, Shirin. Um, we'll talk more today about her experience as a PhD student um, at the University of Cambridge. She's also one of the first editors that we brought onto the team at The Page Doctor. Um, honestly, when I think of The Page Doctor, I think of you. You've gone, you've pretty much helped the majority of our of our students that have come through. Um, been amazing having you around. Um, you also have a YouTube channel, social media page, and you've won the Diana Award. So, yeah, so many accolades that I'm sure I haven't even mentioned. Um, so, yeah, so happy. I'm so happy to have you here today. So, yeah, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell, tell, I guess, tell everyone what you know, what your PhD is about. Um, and I thought it'd be nice to start off with your academic journey. Like, how did you end up doing a PhD? <laughs> I know. Um, I'm Sharon, uh, as Amina said, a PhD student at Cambridge. And yeah, the journey has been interesting to say the least. Um, I think one thing's for sure, I didn't know when I was at uni that I was going to do a PhD. I think at that point, uh, the thought of doing a PhD was super intense and intimidating and this whole other realm of things. But um, I think it just was a journey, really. I think I got through my university and I got interested in certain aspects of science and just felt like I wanted to explore that further and I just literally entered the rabbit hole and here I am. (laughs) I always say that um, no one like you know as a child thinks I want to do a PhD the same way you say I want to be a doctor or an architect or an engineer whatever you kind of fall into it so whenever I hear a PhD's story it's always so interesting Mm -hmm. how did you go from you know doing a degree and whatever yeah. to then deciding you want to do even more studies <laughs> and go into doing a PhD yeah. Um, yeah yeah I mean like as you mentioned I I actually wanted to be a doctor like a medical doctor oh. when I was younger okay. yeah I look back at, at that young show and I'm like yeah there's no way that was, that was going to happen okay. what what when did you when did you decide not to go down that route in uni actually oh. so when I was applying for uni for undergrad I applied to three medical schools oh. and I got through to kill for um interviews and I literally just was below the threshold for getting accepted so because of that I um just pursued um doing a biochemistry degree at King's College which I love right I love you went to King's for biochem no way okay Um, and yeah and at that point I was like okay when I graduate with my biochem I can pursue postgrad medicine you know this would be like the preparation of uni before I start medicine all of that and I got through to my second year and in the second year for those who are wishing to do postgrad medicine they had like this mini lecture of like okay how do you kind of prep your prep your um application and stuff like that and by then I think I just kind of fell out of love with medicine just because I I I started to really think about it in a more practical sense of like am I really suited for that and I think when I was younger you have I had just more of the whole like I want to be a doctor and that's Mm. the ever and I think I had a more realistic view not to say that I have nothing against medicine but it's just now I just feel like it would have not been the best fit for me Mm. and coinciding at that time in my second year as well towards the end of my um the academic year one of the modules that I selected cell biology Mm. um the module organizer um I can say her name Claudia Linker um she presented her work at the end of the module Mm. and it was like all this cool stuff that she does in her lab and I'm like whoa this is so cool I want to do this so I remember going downstairs to meet her to speak mm. with her and I was like okay I want to stay and you know do like a placement with you over summer um and yeah I did like a six-week placement ex- extended to, to eight weeks um and then after I came back for my second year I chose her as my extended project and then since then I was mm. like, okay I really enjoy research and I want to explore it further so 
yeah, I decided to then take an extra year. So I had originally come into King's as a um, bachelor's and then I switched my degree course to uh, an integrated master's uh-huh. degree. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that gave me another year to do like a six month um, lab placement. And again, mm-hmm. that was for me to really explore whether or not research was what I liked. Because at that point, right, that was like the new thing. So I wanted to just yeah. confirm like, okay, this is something that I really do enjoy, not just because it was in this lab that I got to experience it first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, after that, I was like, okay, the, the thought of doing a PhD started to sound a bit more appealing. But even then I was like, yo, mm-hmm. let me just explore science still research still but something completely different and that was when i applied to um well i applied everywhere as um a research assistant but i got through to interview um at cambridge um my current lab and it was actually my first interview and i remember going to cambridge and interviewing and literally on my way back to london four hours later i got like the mm. I got the job <laughs> I'm oh. in the train and a lady was looking at me like are you okay I was like these are tears of joy <laughs> yeah. tears of joy not not of sorrow um so yeah that was how I got into Cambridge and then I think just being in Cambridge being in the lab and then just seeing that actually is not as it's not as intense it's not as intimidating as I thought I think seeing that just made the the friction if that makes sense just mm. less so I, I just felt more confident than actually applying mm. um not to say that the first map i got in that's yeah. another story but you know i think really it's having that like those little steps that kind of pushes you in mm-hmm. one way and i mean I, I think i'm kind of person that i always want to kind of, like test things and make sure i'm mm. i'm sure of things um because again i'm a phd right it's it's yeah. it's it's an investment of your time you don't want to do something and then you're like yo um and also that it also really leads to like one main path academia exactly part so if you're going to do it you kind of would want to you know yeah go down that route if 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 exactly Um, it's so interesting actually that the fact you mentioned that the whole reason why you even thought about research is because of that one um lecturer and it just goes to show how important like role models are and having someone there that you can look up to and I'm, I'm sure the fact that she was a woman didn't had a big impact on you really? as well seeing someone that you know it has this probably has a similar path um mm-hmm. as you um that makes such a big difference which is why again one of the reasons why I am on YouTube showing my face and doing the things that I do is because I want people to see me and that look like me yeah. be it you know black be it a, a woman be it a Muslim whatever look at me and say oh she can do it so I can do it exactly um and you know what I didn't there weren't that many female like women lecturers yeah she was very one of the very few and the thing is like so she has her lab and she had twins at the time as well like she was recently I'm just like sis (laughs) you are how old she was because it's always they're always I've never asked this question did she look like did she look really young um no not really young I think she was probably like maybe I want to say late 30s yeah I was gonna say but I don't I don't want to you know no 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 because (laughs) because, um one thing that I've I've realized is like women that are in academia and that have kids are few but the ones that have usually it has to be really late like you have you can't have kids in your 20s because oh, yeah. the way that academia works, it's just Career so gone. intense. Yeah. Yeah. If you have kids in your 20s, you might as well just quit. Like, Honestly. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's actually quite, it's actually quite, I mean, again, to be fair, like, I don't see myself having kids for a while anyway, right? But I <laughs> think, <a> time, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
it's it's quite it is quite demanding. I, I was having a chat with one of the PIs mm. at my institute, Elisa Laurenti, and we had a whole discussion about mm. this. Where it was like it was it's one of those things where you're damned if you don't, and you're damned mm. if you do. It's exactly. like okay, if you have kids when you're when you're er- at your early stages, then it's like okay, you it's harder for you to push forward. But then by the time you get to the higher stages and you have kids, then there's a lot of things that I guess the in- people then feel like they have to like modify to take, put you mm. in. So it's like, it's just this weird kerfuffle of, really difficult. Thing, yeah. It's the fact that in academia, I think people don't, if you're not in academia, you, you won't know how it works. But yeah. the fact that to be able to have a job and get funding you're, so you're not employed by your university per se yeah. you're, employed, you're employed by the grant that you've got exactly. and then that allows you to have a space in the university to have your lab right mm-hmm. so if you're now taking you know a few years off maternity leave you're not publishing which means you have, so then you can't yeah. get that grant so then you can't have a space in that university and mm-hmm. so you can't and now you're stuck so yeah. it's it's really difficult um mm-hmm. it's not impossible it's not impossible no but it's um, very challenging but- being completely honest, some of these reasons and just a few others are one of the things that I'm like, I really have to think whether or not I want to stay in academia post my PhD. So sad. Yeah. You know, I read a statistic that said um, in in universities undergraduate and also up to PhD, there's in STEM, so in sciences, more yeah. specifically, it's more women than men. Um, and if, I'm sure if you look at your labs, you know, it's more yes. as soon as it goes to postdoc slash yes. professor level, it's not even like it flips. It completely is like five percent and ninety five percent. Honestly, it's crazy. crazy. The the PhD um, program in yeah. in at the institute it's a, it's a welcome funded one. Oh, okay. Um, my my supervisor he's like one of the like he the supervisors for it so he runs the program uh, okay. at our building and he like every year he has the statistics right mm. and majority of applicants and even those who are on the on the course are female but wow. this is not reflected as you've mentioned it's not reflected post-grad it's not reflected at, when when not you think of that those who are um you know postdocs those yeah. who are taking up pi positions yeah yeah it's yeah yeah and it's that and if i mean i don't have the answers for how it can change and i think a lot of it lies in the way that academia works from the top from like publishing the fact that you have to pay to like publish your papers and Mm -hmm. then that is what dictates like how you get jobs and you know my i remember my supervisor used to um it was a he was a male and Mm. he had kids but obviously um you know because he's a male he (laughs) he can just do what he wants (laughs) but um he used to like fly around germany for interviews and and i used to look at him and think what you're doing is really cool mm. but if I, had, if I had kids i i wouldn't have been able to like to do that so then it, i would have missed out on those opportunities yeah and i used to think how are you doing this mm-hmm. and someone has to sacrifice you know someone has yeah, to that's the thing yeah one side one party has to sacrifice and not just that but would i want to do that you know do i want to be constantly on my laptop like all evening working applying for grants and it's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, really Amina, that is, that is why I don't... Say, when I came to Cambridge, right? I mean, to be fair, as, as a young RA coming to Cambridge, my eyes are still... Yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> I saw the hours, the hours that my supervisor would spend writing, doing admin. This guy loves the lab, right? And there'll be sections in the year where he couldn't... And you could just see his eyes like... I would be, I'm like, this can't be my life. No. It's caught because like writing grants as well is so like it's emotionally tasking mm. as well mm. right and i'm just like it's just too much it's just yeah mm. i'm still as i say i'm still considering <laughs> what i will do post-grad but it's not looking that great i'm like, really exploring industry at the moment not gonna lie <laughs> I mean, 
I'm going to say too loud, but if you want the money, then. Cost of living crisis for me, no? I can even snuffle all of us, okay? Yeah, we're you know, not- do you know, this is really sad, but you know, I remember when I did my, um, when I was at university at King's doing my undergrad. Yeah. Um, similar to you, I did a research summer internship between mm-hmm. my second and third year, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and I was in a lab and there was a guy, he was a postdoc. And um, he goes to me, he's actually a bit like, not rude, but he's a bit um, aggressive. And he's like, why do you want to go, why do you want to come to academia? As if he was just angry. <laughs> and he was looking at me like, why do you want to come to academia? Like, I appreciate the honesty to you. I mean, I still, I still went down that route. Yeah. I don't regret it. But um, he was like, why do you want to come to academia? There's no money. There's no, <laughs> I think he's having a bad day. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I feel like, like, like cynical level. And he's just like, why is it going? <laughs> but um you know i i appreciate the honesty and i think a lot of people don't realize like don't realize what academia is actually like even at professor level yeah um, if we're sticking to pay because pay is important you know we're, we're living in a situation in, in like you said cost of living crisis yeah you have to think about what your potential jobs are going to earn you you spend mm-hmm. three years four years doing a phd is it going to be you know is it is there an investment on this on this yeah program? and I mean, I also have to kind of think about like, I mean, with postdocs, right? It's not, it's not a guaranteed job, right? Because you have like literally contracts, two, three years, and you have to try and publish something in that time. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, but you know, I, I think I always say this: I don't regret doing a PhD. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're still in it. I don't regret even being out of it for so many years. I think it taught me so much. And I love research. And if yeah. I could do another PhD, I, I always say, if I could do another PhD today, mm. and if like money, time, or whatever was of no, like if I didn't have to work and I could just do whatever I wanted, yeah. I would t- totally do another PhD. Oh, um, okay. Because I genuinely just enjoyed that. I think within, you know, STEM is a very fixed um, sub, you know, subject area. There's A, there's B, there's C. Yeah. Whereas in, in, a, in a PhD in research, you've got the chance to be more creative, Honestly. which you don't get in any other STEM subject. Yeah. It's, it's, a and it's, it's this or it's that, right? Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that I can be creative within science mm-hmm. um, and, you know, try things out and do different things, and, but still have your science and your maths yeah. and your physics. And yeah, I, I would completely do another PhD if I could. I know it sounds crazy, but I, I really enjoyed it. I would say where I'm at now, that does sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how do you make your thesis? Like, you get to that one? With this in another week, I'm just then I can ha- I can see that, but I'm just I'm going through it at the moment. I'm just like, okay, girl. <laughs> but um, how is Cambridge? So obviously, I know you're. Yeah, you mentioned you're at Cambridge University, and like yeah. to me, that sounds so cool. Like I just, if I could go back, I would completely apply to Cambridge. I just didn't think I was good enough. I just didn't think I had the. I didn't have the grace. I didn't think that I'd get in. Mm. So I just didn't apply. And now my, I have a sister who's in year year twelve yeah um and i i'm like at her back like you better apply for <laughs> in my life um but um yeah how do you how did you find it what like i'd love to know something that someone only from cambridge would know like what, what is something really cool that you guys do like, about you know formals that kind of thing like what is something vibe. i have to say um to be fair though i feel like to an extent i'm kind of like the worst person from cambridge to ask this question right. i'm not that um i don't like socialize that much which sounds so bad <laughs> um but yeah, yeah no, the formals the formals <laughs> are something that yeah i think 
as much as possible like i think that's what i'm gonna really rinse out whilst i'm here anyone and everyone i know will come to a formal with me because it's i think it's just like, right, formal? tell the people tell the people what formal okay is. so formal is like this kind of bougie-esque like dinner that you go to um and and most most almost every college actually no most college um do it because i know okay. like king's does it like just once a term or something like that oh, okay. um but yeah it's really like a, an opportunity for students to kind of like dress up so it's mm. a formal you dress formal and then you have like kind of like a three-course dinner um you can bring your own drinks like your own bottle of wine but you have to like pay or something like that i don't drink so i don't know the details of this um but yeah it's it's, it is really quite um a nice experience sometimes you get like themed formal so i went to one in my first year at emmanuel college that was themed mamma mia um so yeah you you have like basically the um the committee so you have like master's committee undergrad committee postgrad committees that can do some themed formals but yeah it really is a cool experience another thing though that is great to do in cambridge is punting um Ooh. that is an experience as well okay. um i'm coming in the summer you're gonna take me punting okay, okay. yes yes i haven't yes. been punting before I, I went my first time um last year it, like yeah last year in the summer so um out in my institute we have a postgrad committee so we kind of arranged like an away day for the phd student just like oh. a day for ev- like students to be out of the science and just kind of get to get to get to know each other and not not and yeah we went punting and it was my first time and like i tried punting and the three seconds i was on there i was shaking i was like i'm not doing this again what's the guy what the guys called that stand with the Oh, I know what a name. I know the yeah, name. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, the whole yeah, I'm like, how are you not falling into the? No, they they are experienced. Yeah. They are experienced people. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you have to have good balance and you have to trust yourself. Because... That's the thing. I was like, oh, let me try it, and I went under, and I was like, yo, I don't think I have good balance on land. Why would I have balance in the water? <laughs> No, yeah, like, no, I, I'm gonna come. It's gonna not come. for me, but sitting down. It's expensive though, and, isn't it? Or is right? that, it's expensive. Or is that tourist prices? How, well, how... Okay, girl, when you come over, yeah. right? I'm at Darwin College, right? Yeah. And we get, we can get it subsidized. So I've okay. Got... <laughs> oh, I've, I, I come, I've come to Cambridge so much, like not, yeah. since, not since the pandemic. Um, but before that, I would come so many times for. I just like, it's just like a nice day out. <laughs> it's just cute. It just, it feels like a holiday. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like a holiday. It's just so different. Well, well, see, that's the thing, right? So it feels like a holiday when you're coming in. Yeah. In the summer, there's so many tourists. Yeah. It's 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 an interesting experience. Yeah, <laughs> and like all the bicycles. And yeah, that is quite I just feel yeah. like I want to like have my textbook. I know this sounds so geeky. I'm very geeky. I'm very nerdy. So I'm just like I want to go to the library too. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the perfect like background for when you want to do like you know when you like want to be like the main character and one of them like oh yeah I'm just going to study like you actually want to study. I actually want to no I I like whenever I go there I'm always I just want to study. Yeah, it crazy. I just want to study. I just want to like start a new degree and just do like I just yeah. love it so much. But it's I haven't been in the world. Pardon? It's an inspiring place. Yeah, yeah. It's it just it's very historical. It, it look it just makes me feel like there's so many people that have come through here and done yeah. so many amazing things. Yeah, um, that I want to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah do you live how far from the center do you live are you like i live in the center i live on mill road like and okay for the y'all that don't know mill road is basically where like the culture is so that's where you find all like the 
the um, restaurants, like, you know, Korean restaurants, Turkish restaurants, all of those. And then you also then have, like, little shops, like, Asian shops where you can actually get, like, you know, food, Mm. you know. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Um, Oh, yeah. I I mean, we we can talk about Cambridge forever. (laughs) 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 Listen, let's talk another time. We can talk about Cambridge. but I'm going to come to Cambridge in the summer. And, yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice to, like, have a little day out. Um, yes. and like go to the libraries and stuff exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I i mentioned in the beginning that you are obviously a, an, an editor for the page doctor and when we first started back in november of 2020 yeah must, yeah 2020 november 2020 it's been exactly like two and a bit years now mm-hmm. um you know, it, it was really me giving up my baby, I felt like, because, you know, I used to do all the editing myself and mm-hmm. um, it was all, like, outside of my my main job, my main thing, I'll do everything myself. And then, obviously, I had a child and I actually couldn't physically. There was, there was you know, I was waking up all night. I, I couldn't edit anything. So it's either I close, you know, close the doors and say, this, nothing's happening. Or I remember Mohammed was like, why don't you you know you've got a following you've got you've got people that you know watch our phd students why don't you get them to Mm. um, come on board and it was a really really difficult decision and i remember when i first did put the application out um you were probably i think one of the third like my third or something person that applied Mm. um and then when i saw the work that was coming through i was like this is amazing you know you you know when you're you're a perfectionist you think that no one else can do the you know have Mm -hmm. the and do the same work that you can in whatever industry it is you and and obviously I had all these applications and and like so many of them are so good and yours is one that stood out straight away obviously you from Cambridge and I was like wow that's so inspirational Mm -hmm. but also the fact that your edit was was so so strong until this day um we get so much you know so many positive reviews for people how is it like, how did you get to the point where your academic writing is so strong? Um, and you're still, you know, because when you joined us, you were first year. You weren't, I think you were first year, right? I hadn't started just yet. I was still an RA at that point. I was yeah. applying, yeah. I only got really good, I feel like, at the end of my PhD, like, towards third, fourth year. Yeah. So you were, like, really, really strong. And you were, you know, at the beginning of your PhD or mm. at the end of the classes. How did you guess as strong at your writing? Um, is what I want to know. Like, top tips, basically, on improving your writing. Because I get asked this question quite a lot. Um... Okay, I think the most brutal truth is that all the supervisors, all the supervisors I've had so far, I have as like the comments on some of my writing has just been so critical that you just have to like, you just have to get to it. So I think when I look back on it, that's actually been uh, a blessing more than yeah. You know, because it's like you get a lot of feedback. I mean, my my current supervisor, he's very good at that, right? Like, it's not that I can't speak English. Like, even like it's it's because <laughs> the comment, I'm like, girl. I, English is my first language. <laughs> the expectations are um, <laughs> But I think, but I think also though, um, I, th- I mean, I don't, I don't really know how. I think it's very much like practice, practice right? More you it. read, so like, of mm-hmm. course, you know. I've, and I think one thing, I mean, I, I don't, I won't say I'm the most like, um, I don't have like the biggest breadth of knowledge across the whole scientific field. But mm-hmm. I would say that you know, just the way I've kind of mm-hmm. transitioned from one like field in science through mm-hmm. my career so far has allowed me to see like okay how science is, t- is spoken in different settings and kind of bring that in mm-hmm. i think that's also got me used to like i guess a level a higher level of um mm-hmm. of words that you use and mm-hmm. of course like i think i i mean i definitely do a lot of code switching right because like in this point out you, you wouldn't yeah. you couldn't tell that from cambridge but if i write then you could tell that from cambridge kind of thing um, <laughs> it really is very much like a practice and I, and I do have to say though like i think 
my writing and my kind of academic style has also improved during my position as an, as an editor at TPD. Oh, 100%. You know, like all the time. Yeah. yeah. Not, obviously not just me, but like from editors in general, I, I tried my best to pick from, from the start, you know, strong, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, I'm, I would accept like slight like issues because I'm like you know what they they will get so much better yeah. over time naturally and I love I love that we also have supported that um but I, I want to know something yes. time management and productivity right <laughs> because you know you know me and time productivity queen yeah how are you balancing a PhD because you bear in mind I was start, when I started editing I was in my job so obviously I had a nine-to-five so I'd come back mm-hmm. it was very fixed but during a PhD you're essentially working all day or night or weekend yeah <laughs> how are you balancing a PhD and do you know taking even your social life doing other things traveling society things like just in general what's your best yeah. top tip for like being able to balance and juggle everything that you do I think the very most important thing is that you need to sit down and be aware of where you're being what's expected of you right so that you don't get to a point where you're being stretched too thin and then prioritize so I think those are, those have been the two main things that I've carried along like of course with a PhD I, I see a PhD as like you have dips and troughs right mm-hmm. all right so it's like there's times where it's high intensity. I mean, you remember like last year when I had my first year report, I literally sent an email to you saying, yo, I have a deadline in a month for my oh, PhD. Yeah, so you're not going to hear from me, right? So I think it's that kind of thing of like, you have to prioritize. So like with a PhD, that's, I mean, there's always going to be like a level of what's expected of me, but it's going to be weeks yeah. where like actually I'm mostly analyzing data. I don't have to be yeah. in the lab. I'm not like curating data at the moment. So I think for me, what I try to do like as often as possible is just be super aware of what is expected of me. And yeah. like, again, prioritize, okay, how much can I give to this? Um, and I think more than the physical thing of doing it it's also the mental capacity for that because it's some things that like i literally, I literally have like a whiteboard right in front of me and i have things yeah, to do yeah. i have not i'm just like yeah that's not happening anytime yeah. okay, interesting. <laughs> you see what's going yeah, on I can see and it's at the back of my mind so, it, so i'm kind of person where it's like i might not be actively thinking about it but i'm mm-hmm. subconsciously thinking okay when i do get to it this is other things i'm going to do um yeah and i think also being also quite realistic of like okay and managing expectations so mm-hmm. there's like little minor things that i've promised people here and there that i'm like okay I, I know i've said i'm gonna do this mm-hmm. but give me like two three weeks because you know and, and it's, it's something that i've learned like through time because before i'll take everything on i'll say yes to everything and i'll mm-hmm. get to a point where i'm like i i honestly cannot do this is too much yeah. so i can't say that like i'm perfect at it like it's always something that i'm learning but i think those are the two main things that i've just decided to do is that okay i need to prioritize but i need to also know what i am like saying yes to um because i think that's another thing sometimes you say yes to something and you don't realize just how big it is until you're in it and you're like whoa but i think the things that i've taken on at the moment are things that i know like so for example like you know when i through tpd when i when the job comes in right like let's say we get it's a 48 hour job i know that okay if it's this certain if this if it's this certain amount of words i know how long it can Mm -hmm. take me so even if i don't like get on it right away because i have like my phd stuff i know that okay in the next like day Mm -hmm. i can give this many hours to it work on it have it off my plate and then go Mm -hmm. back to my thing so i think is those is kind of like that Mm -hmm. and again i've been 
as an editor now, like I, I can guesstimate how long a certain yeah. job will take that I can be like, okay, I, so why I do like, I can guesstimate how long it takes. Like, I add like another hour. So I'm like, okay, I'm not like always. Like, really bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's not going to be found on the customer that don't get like the full yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. So I think it's stuff like that. And, and then there's bits that I'm doing, like with the YouTube stuff, again, that sometimes just gets all the way down because for me, I'm like, okay, I'm at Cambridge. My highest priority mm is my PhD. That is something that I said, that's going to be my highest priority. So whenever I need to like take time off from any other things mm. and every other thing that has to go and yeah. then my PhD has to be the first thing. I and think that's, that's the most important thing, having your number, what's your number one? Exactly. Your PhD. Then obviously any, if you have a job, yeah. that that will come next or whatever, exactly. anything that's going to pay you. And then like, I think you have to give yourself some time for, you know, for your social life and for resting yeah. as well. But you, yeah, pri- like pri- without prioritizing, you like anything you do is not going to necessarily be the most important thing if you don't make sure that what you're doing is the most important thing so you have a nice whiteboard which which works really well um i I write on paper sometimes i Mm -hmm. I do a notion like just having it somewhere yeah visually see it is why i always say works really well um you mentioned your youtube channel which i haven't mentioned yet um and i know i didn't know you on youtube until when we when we were into the team yeah um but i think i can't remember when i realized i think you asked me for some asked me to do something yes i think i was um there was an application i wanted to do on youtube and i was just like yeah yeah and i was like you got youtube what (laughs) (laughs) um i I don't know if you posted recently though you're not very active are you no not at the moment not at the moment um i have videos that i've edited that are literally like i need to just click the button to publish Mm. again i think for me at the moment it's like a mental thing and i'm not in that mental space at the moment but yeah you know one thing that i i what my biggest i don't have many regrets in life so i think mm. it never happens for a reason but one of my biggest regrets is not starting my channel earlier mm. the reason why i say that is because um when i started it, i was writing my thesis so it was like the last six months mm. and i was out of the lab i finished all my experiments and i was just like writing my thesis so my my videos of me as a phd student were mostly i'm writing my thesis today i'm writing my yeah. thesis today. it was a bit boring i was going to different libraries but it wasn't that great mm. considering like how many exciting things i was doing before in the lab you know the microscopes the western blots like all the stuff yeah. i was doing and I'm like, I wish I had captured all that stuff. <laughs> and now whenever I, get, I see a PhD student, I'm like, can you start vlogging, please? <laughs> like, I really want to see that again. I really want to see the behind the scenes. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like people love it as well. People that are not in academia, they love to see that side. Yeah. They love to see petting things. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They love it. I think, yeah. It, it, so that, that was one of the reasons why actually why I wanted to start a, my YouTube channel. Because when I, when I graduated, before I even got my RA job, I was looking online, like, okay, what does what does an RA person do? Like, what what does that entail? And I mean, I saw there was a lady um who was at Kings, I think Atuza. She's now doing chasing like a medical degree, um, but like she didn't look like me. Um, and it was like again, what you mentioned earlier about the whole representation. I think that was something that I really wanted to like take advantage of, or not advantage, of, but like really. You know, put oh, myself out there. It, yeah. yeah, put myself out there and like, okay, show my experience. And it's weird though. I mean, you know, because so, like, okay, I don't know if you get this right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have, I don't have a big following, and for me, that's not really like one of the things that drives me. I think I'd rather those who watch my videos randomly like get something out of it, and then it helps them, right? Not like I have, you know, like that's not that's not the primary reason why I, why I put myself out there. But it's yeah. weird. So like, literally a two days ago um at my um at my institute we just got like a new round of phd students that will be joining oh, okay. at, at 
um, in October. So we mm-hmm. did, did the interviews for that. And I was speaking with some of the PhD students like who um, got in last year. And some, one of them was like, oh, I watch your videos and they help me so much. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's weird. And I was saying to them, like, it's weird that, like, I know I put myself out there. Mm. It's weird when someone, mm. act, like, flesh and blood says that they've seen my video. Mm. And I don't know if that makes sense. Like, for me, I, I, I kind of, like, almost compartmentalize those things. Like, okay, the show online is just, like, that's a whole different entity. <laughs> like, you're bringing, like, something else. I mean, it's great that, I mean, it, it makes me so happy that people find, you know, get something out yeah. of it. But yeah, it's 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 very yeah, interesting. So obviously, searching PhD student Cambridge yes. University and coming across you, which yeah. I think, like you, you know, the fact that you're in Cambridge University, it, the, the name itself is such a clickbait. Yeah, um, you know, the, like I was at UCL, which was great, but imagine I was saying PhD at Cambridge. Hmm. It's such clickbait, and the fact, and and also the life of you being there. At yeah, Cambridge is, you know, you're obviously finishing at whatever point. So, um, this is me telling you to come back to come back to meet you. <laughs> I, I love your videos. They're just so. No, you know what I love more. I love the TikTok. It was t- yeah, TikTok. I love your TikToks. They're yeah. so cool and funny, and they show your personality more. Yeah, um, which I really like, and they're they're short and fun. Yeah, um, I mean, so that, you, you regret late. I feel like you do regret it later when you finish. Like, I should have done. I should have. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not that I'm not recording. I'm kind of. I mean, not at the moment because I I can't walk that far. I can't walk that fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I do have. I just. Again, I, I feel like I'm a broken record at this point. I just need to sit down and like edit it and bring. And yeah, I mean, you've got you've got so many things on your plate. Obviously, yeah. you the time with it, but um, yeah, I'm like I, I I do love your content, and I'll I'll link your YouTube channel and your Instagram and TikTok um yes. in the description of this. But it's Shuren S E U N in yes. Science, right? Yes. Shuren yeah. in Science, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. I mean, one last thing before we, we, we close off. It's been a lovely conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking a lot about academia and stuff, and you are, you know, you're past the halfway point of your PhD, aren't you? Almost, not oh. quite. So I'm in my so because of my um injury, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I'm not quite past halfway. I'm in my second year of a four year course. Um, okay. but I think in a couple of months I'll be at the halfway point. So you, you spent enough time in academia. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, you still have lots of time left, but what? you know where do you see yourself after your phd um i mean you do have op- two options there's two or three options let's say because you probably don't know um but yeah where do you see yourself yeah okay so i'm i'm kind of wanting to keep my options open i yeah. think i definitely seem one thing i love about my phd and what i'm doing alongside my phd at the moment is that there's a lot of different skill sets that mm. i am building and curating so you know apart from you know having like a very high almost expertise level of knowledge and in my field mm. there's um there's like also like the the soft skills right the stuff that i'm doing with the tpd the stuff that i'll gain from the youtube and stuff also i'm, I'm funded by astrazeneca so i'm hoping oh, to do nice. like a placement probably mm-hmm. at the end of my second year start of my sec- third year nice. um over there and i think that should hopefully i mean the the aim is for me to have a bit more insight about how mm-hmm. industry works just so that i can have that as an option that i can explore okay. um but i definitely do see myself i don't know i don't know I don't think I'm going to be actively in academia. This, this is shown as of now, right? <laughs> but, you know, I could change my mind. So I think that's why I am, like, still keeping my, my options open. Um, but, yeah, I think definitely 
explore a bit more what's going on in industry um and then i think i don't know i'll see what i can do where i can bring in a bit more of like the weird not weird but the random skills that i've gained from my from my um time as a phd student to do something maybe in like science communication a bit more like heavily um or like i don't know do some sort of consulting for like a company that brings in like that that aspect something that i can contribute that not everyone can i think i'm, I'm still kind of wants to explore what niche i can really like capitalize on so i think that's the that's the thing that we really yeah. want to do um so yeah i think it's, things are very much open at the moment but i am quite conscious about you know like exploring options but kind of sifting them through of like okay maybe this or not this or not this or not this but i say just take your time to you know like you said you've got lots of time um, yeah. but take your time to get to know the industries better um I don't know if you know, but loads of universities, they have like open days where these companies come in yeah. to the university. So take your time to go and look at them, speak to people, get to yeah. know you get to know what your options are. I don't think I did enough of it. Mm. Um, that's one thing I definitely didn't do, but I didn't really know much about it at the time. There's one one of our PhD editors, um, she just finished her PhD about six months ago, not even six mm-hmm. months ago now. And she actually went into patent law. So um, mm. she was also in STEM, she went to patent law. And I remember considering that actually, Mm. um but the thing that put me off was you you become a trainee so you start off obviously as a trainee yeah and I went to one of these open day talk things and there's a patent lawyer there and he did a PhD as well and he was just saying how it's very intense mm. um he's like, I'm gonna be completely honest with you like it pays amazing <laughs> but it's very very intense you have to like do a certain amount of time abroad different countries a lot of traveling yeah um and I remember thinking like you know I really wanted I wasn't married at the time or anything like that mm. I didn't even know Mohammed but I I I remember thinking like I want a family like I want that side of things as well yeah. and um he was like look the next three four years whatever you're going to be um you know training at mm. least and you know I had to be really honest with myself and say look like that isn't the lifestyle that I want mm. um that is you know you have to be willing to make a certain sacrifice yeah of that kind of job and whilst I think I would absolutely have loved it um you know obviously I, I made that sacrifice and you know I don't regret it but yeah I think that would be an interesting choice as well if you were interested mm. in like learning about new inventions and you know yeah on that side i think it's so mm-hmm. cool like i would have loved it okay um, i'll look into that no yeah yeah i mean like i said i i don't think it's you'll be too old or whatever when you finish but mm-hmm. for me like i said i just wanted i i think i just just myself look you've done a phd <laughs> like that's enough <laughs> training <laughs> just, just calm down and and just start a career just start a job and um yeah i think that's a choice that i made but I think it's a really cool option. Um, mm-hmm. You can even go into it after an undergrad. So yeah. you don't have to do a PhD to go into it. But I think if you start with a PhD, they're more likely to accept you. And I think you, your pay initially is yeah. higher. Um, and you're also a bit more specialised, so you can analyse documents and stuff a lot yeah. better. So they do prefer PhDs. But um, she, yeah, she's really enjoying it. And yeah, she's loving it. So <laughs> um, she's, still, she's still with us. But she does want, she does consultations only now okay. rather than any editing. But yeah, um, lovely to speak to you. Um, this is such a nice conversation. I feel like we haven't got to speak at, like, at length. Yes. <laughs> we're always like, hey, so this is it. Okay, and then move on. Exactly. And it's like, we're, just... <laughs> we're talking about like other people, you know, are the jobs that are coming to. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to actually get to know you better as well. And, and it's so lovely um, to speak to you. And there's so many things we haven't spoken about. So maybe we'll do a part two. Um, but yes, I'll see you in Cambridge in a few yes, weeks. Yes, yes. <laughs> as soon as the weather gets better and it's punting weather, let me know yes. and I will totally be down. I'm quite yeah. flexible with like when I can come down. So 
<laughs> no, uh, we have to we actually have to do that we're I gonna can... make it happen we're gonna make it happen yes <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you um, for having me no worries it's lovely to speak to you and hopefully speak to you soon <laughs> see ya